Well, praise God. For a number of weeks, uh, we're in a series called Always Winning, and you know, we're, I have some more to, to talk about or to touch base on that. It wasn't done, but you know, as we're led, we just because uh, just we get into a series doesn't mean we're locked in and that we just can't do anything else in between. So we've had some other series or other services that we've covered some things and uh, don't know that we're quite done with this yet, but I have some specific things uh, on my heart tonight. Let's look at 2 Corinthians 2, verse 14. 2 Corinthians 2, verse 14. It says, Now thanks be to God, who always leads us in triumph in Christ. Thanks be to God. Thank, thanks be to God. You're thankful to God. That's one thing. If we just stopped right here and camped on this the rest of the night, which we're not going to do, I don't think. But just thanks be to God. If you, if you just camped on that fact that... Uh, if you're looking to God, there is thanks involved. If you're looking to God and you're, you're unthankful, you've already missed it. If you're looking to God and you go to God and, oh, God, I just you know how hard it is and you know what I've dealt with, you've already missed it. You're already in the wrong place. You're already in the wrong stance to go to God. We have so much to be thankful for. doesn't matter what's going on in our lives on the earth. Yeah, we have challenges. Okay, everybody's got challenges. Not making a light of that. On the other hand, you do need to make light of it in relation to God. Some people are too serious about what they're going through, and that means that is bigger than God. And that's a problem. Doesn't matter what it is. Doesn't matter if it's a, a health situation. Well, you don't know what the doctor said, and maybe you don't know what God said about it. Well, the financial situation is grim. The Bible says that God supplies all our need according to his riches and glory. See, whatever we magnify is going to be big in our eyes. And if it's something in the world, that, or if, it's something, if it's a challenge and that's all we talk about and we're not thankful and we let it get us down, then guess what? That's going to be big in our eyes and God's going to be small in our eyes. God is big. And so part of this is being thankful. If you don't think, I don't have anything to be thankful about. We have the wrong perspective. We are looking at the wrong thing. We are already whipped at that point. But if we go to God, no matter what, Lord, I thank you. I thank you. I thank you, Lord, for what you have done, what you are doing. I'm so thankful for what your word says you're doing. Well, now you're coming in a posture of faith. You're approaching God uh, with an attitude of faith. And now he's able to minister to you. He's able to get the answer to you because you're clear in mind. Because you... Your, your understanding is clear. You know, being ungrateful clouds your understanding. It clouds up your ability to receive from God because to receive from God, you have to act in faith. You have to be looking to Him and, and, and um, coming to Him, believing His Word. Why would you go to God in an unbelieving posture you can't see God with your physical eyes. You don't. You, you only have His Word. You believe Him, but now you're going to Him complaining and then trying to receive something from Him, from somebody you can't see. You're all. It's already inverted. But if we go to Him thankful, if we go to Him grateful, thankful for what He has done in our lives, well, He hasn't done anything for me. No, the Word of God says that Jesus was sent to die for us so that we didn't have to pay the penalty for sin, and that is bigger than anything, any other thing you're going to receive on the earth for all eternity. So right there, if you can't think of anything in the natural, you know you're facing some situations, well, be thankful for that. And then you can be thankful for what He has done for you in the past. 
And if he's done it in the past, he can do it again. And then you can start being thankful for what he said he will do. Well, I don't see it. That's faith. You're, you're acting in faith. You're, act, you're thanking him because of what he will do. Well, that is a quick way to get into a posture of faith. Amen. Even if you don't feel like it, just start thanking him anyway. Well, you'll find your feelings will follow. Yes. Amen. Amen. Praise God. That's all free. That wasn't in my notes. <laughs> it's in the scripture. Verse 14 says, Now thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ. Look at it in the voice version. It's yet, it says, yet I am so thankful to God who always marches us to victory under the banner of the anointed one. I am so thankful to God. You could just, if you just walked around the rest of the night and tomorrow, just say, I'm so thankful to God. I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful to God. Here it's a why. Who always marches us to victory under the banner of the anointed one. So he's marching us. He's marching us where? To victory. He's, we're on the way to victory. We are marching under the banner of the anointed one, under the Christ, under the Messiah, the Savior. So it doesn't matter what's going on. We are marching under the banner of the Savior so he can save the situation. Well, we look at him and we honor him, then he can do something about it. If we look away from him and act like he's powerless, guess what? He's powerless to us. Not that he's powerless, but in our situations, you, do we understand that we can tie the hands of God in our lives? Yes. That you can get to a place where God himself can't help you. Yes. Because we have a will. God won't force you. He won't force me to follow him. And there are people that even though the free gift has been offered of Jesus, even though he wants good things for them, he's, he's been locked out. And he wants to help them. And he is a merciful God. And he will bless you as far as he can bless you. As much as, as much as he can. How much better if we just turn to him and let him do everything he wants to do. You know, take the flood you know, open the floodgates. Just take the limits off and just say, Lord, I'm going to obey your word. I'm going to do what you've called me to do. I'm going to do what your word says. 2 Corinthians 2.14, same verse in the message, says, In the Messiah, in Christ, God leads us from place to place in one perpetual victory parade. He leads us, so in Christ, in the Lord Jesus, in what he's done, he leads us from place to place in one perpetual victory parade. Some of you say, well, I don't feel like I'm in victory. You're being led in a perpetual victory parade. So the well, first thing is don't say that that doesn't apply. Start agreeing with the Bible and say, I'm on the way. We're marching. You watch. Next stop, victory. We're, on, we're in a victory parade right now. Say maybe it looks like some kind of other thing. Well, no, it's a victory parade. It's a victory parade. Right now it's a victory. It may not look like it right now. You just wait. You just wait. We're on the way to victory. We are victorious now. See, that's when you have to do it is when it doesn't look like it. I mean, you already know it if you're in a victory, but you know what? Life's not over. Even if you, you have a victory, you can't just stop there. You have to say we're going on because you know what? There's challenges. There are still more challenges. That's okay. That's life. But we have a perpetual, I like that, perpetual victory parade. Other scripture that we've read, 1 Corinthians 15, 57. 
1 Corinthians 15, 57 says, But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. He gives us the victory. I like the way it says it in the Young's literal. It says, uh, And to God, thanks to Him who is giving us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Thanks to Him who is giving us the victory. He is giving. That means it's going on right now. That means we're in victory mode now. He's giving us the victory. He's given us the victory. He's given us the victory. He is. He is. He is. He gives it to us and he is giving. Perpetual victory parade. He's giving it to us now. That means you, it may not look like it at times, but you, you hook up with what he says and says, oh no, he's given to us. Watch. This will turn. Now, Let's look at 2 Corinthians 4, verse 7. Let's read this verse, this um, portion. It says, we are hard-pressed. We read this. Um, go to verse 8. I'll read this. We read this part, but I want to see to show you this, these verses that are on the other side of this. We are hard-pressed on every side, yet not crushed. We are perplexed, yet but not despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. Always carrying about in the body uh, the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life of Jesus may also be manifested in our body. For we who live are always delivered to death for Jesus. So he's talking about why are they doing all this? They're laying down their lives to serve God. Now, they're not, they're not uh, defeated. They're going on, but he's saying we're laying down our lives for you. That's what he's saying. He says that for the uh, we are delivered to death for Jesus' sake, that the life of Jesus may also be manifested in our mortal flesh. So then, death is working in us, but life is in you. You can always tell if there's a challenge in your life. Uh, God, through Jesus, has redeemed us from the curse of the law. He's redeemed us from anything that He's born. But you're not redeemed from things that you're suffering for others, like Paul, he is doing this for somebody else. Here's a quick way to find out when you, you, you're pressing through something, is it something that's doing, is it doing somebody else good? Then you can tell, yeah, I'm pressing through it, but it's for the right reasons. In other words, you know, people say, I'm suffering for Jesus, and they're talking about sickness. That's not helping anybody. You're already redeemed from that. And you being sick and you being, you know, up, laid up in a bed is helping no one. And so you're not suffering for God. You're just suffering ignorantly. If we're suffering poverty, if we're, if we're completely without um, the ability to do anything financially, it's doing nobody any good. That doesn't, being uh, without, being in poverty doesn't glorify anybody. It's, it's a form of death. And in the worst form, people can't even eat. There are places where they don't even have enough money to eat. That is not glorifying anybody. It's not helping anybody. And God has redeemed us from that through Jesus. We don't need to, we don't need to receive that. But when you're pushing through for the plan of God, you're, doing, you're putting your flesh down, there's a suffering in that. You're not redeemed from that. It got quiet there. If you're going to do, like Paul is pushing through and he's doing what God has called him to do here, he's saying, we're not, we're not defeated. This ain't fun, but we're going to the other side. Well, he's doing it for somebody else. Somebody else is being helped. 
We're not redeemed from persecution. I mean, you're really quiet there. I know that's not jumping and shouting. We're not redeemed from people are going to push back on you. If you're going to live godly, you will suffer persecution. The Bible says so. Now, it doesn't mean they can, uh, they can steal from you things, things that you redeemed from through Jesus. The devil can't touch you there, but, you know, there's pressure on your flesh. can be pressure. Anyway, that's not my point here. But he says, so then death is working in us, but life in you. Verse 13, and since we have the same spirit of faith, according to what is written, I have believed and therefore spoke. We also believe and therefore speak, knowing that he who raised up the Lord Jesus will also raise us up with Jesus and will present us with you. So he's saying all this, we're persecuted, I mean, we're struck down, we're pressed from every side, all this, but we're not defeated, we're going through. Verse 13 says, since we have the same spirit of faith. This spirit of faith is a spirit of victory, always winning, always going after God. It is a spirit. It's the spirit of truth. It's the spirit of God. It's the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is never defeated. The Spirit of God lives and dwells on the inside of every believer, and His, His view is never defeat. It's always victory. That Spirit, the Spirit of faith, it is a Spirit. And you need, I'm getting ahead of myself, but, but we need to yield to that Spirit. You have a choice whether you're going to yield to the Spirit of victory. We read that God, through Jesus Christ, is always leading us in victory. He's always, he says he leads us from place to place in a perpetual victory parade. He's marching us through victory, but you need to yield to it. He can be leading you, but if you don't yield to that spirit, then you can, you'll do without it. So the Spirit of God is the Spirit of victory. It's the Spirit of faith. The Spirit of faith is a spiritual force, is a spirit, the Spirit of God, but you need to yield to it. Let's look at Romans 8, verse 14. Romans 8, 14 says, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, who are led by the Spirit of God, well, that would include being led into victory, as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. So if you're a child of God, you're led by God. You're led by the Spirit of God, the Spirit of faith. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear. So this is uh, contrasting it with the spirit of fear. But you have received the spirit of adoption, by whom we cry out, Abba, Father, the Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. So here you can see it's saying uh, that the children of God are led by the Spirit of God. If you can go back to verse 14, because many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God, for you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear. So you didn't receive a spirit of fear. Fear is a spirit. Being fearful is being led by the devil, but that's a spirit, and you can yield to that spirit. So the spirit of faith is something we, we have. It's not automatic, okay? 
Victory is not automatic. I'm going to say it again. Victory is not automatic. The spirit of faith, that spirit, that attitude that is going to be, I am going to win no matter what. Doesn't look, doesn't matter what it looks like. I'm on my way to victory. We're in a victory parade. I'm marching to victory. See, that is always there, but you can decide whether you're going to yield to it or not. What do I mean by yield? Give in to. Do you, do you realize God can be leading you and giving you instructions and prompting you by His Spirit in the way to victory, prompting you with His Word, encouraging you in His Word, and you can squelch it? You can push it down? You can dismiss it? You could say, no, I'm going down. I, you, you could, you're in a tough situation and there is pressure, and you could... The Spirit of God's trying to prompt you. He's pushing, he's trying to, to lead you. And God, no, no, you're, you're going over. And you can be like, I don't, you can just override it. I know I just don't know where I'm going. You can even, you're not even saying no. You're just yielding to fear. And you're saying, no, I, I don't know how I'm going to make it. I don't know how, and the scripture could pop up to you or so. No, God, God will help you. God will supply all your needs. God is leading you in victory. No, I just, but I don't see it. And you can override it and yield to something else. You can yield to the spirit of fear. You can yield to fear right in the middle, and we have a choice. In every situation, you and I have a choice whether we're going to yield to the spirit of faith or yield to the spirit of fear. And that's going to make the difference whether we're going to be in victory or whether we're going to be led into defeat. So God is always leading us in the way to victory. He's always leading us on the pathway to victory in every situation. But you and I do not have to yield to it. We do not have to give in to it. We don't have to, we don't have to follow God. And every situation is an opportunity. You know, you can yield to God and have victory in one scenario, a situation. And you know, the next day you could yield to fear and be defeated. On the other hand, you could have been defeated last five times and yielded to fear. And then you've, you, you, you being pushed and you're, 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 you're tempted to go and yield to the same thing. You're tempted to be like, I just don't know. Look at this and this and this. I just know I'm going to make it. But you just squelch that. You put that down and you... You know what the Word of God says, and you choose to yield to the Spirit of God says, and, and you say no. No, I'm not going. No, it won't be like that. No, God's leading me in victory. No, I'm yielding to the Spirit of God. Just the same way when you walk into this place or you tune in and we're praising God and you, you just, you know, from just being around people, you tune out anything negative and you decide you're going to praise God right now. You're going to be in an attitude of faith. You're going to decide, I'm going to praise God, and I'm going to look to Him, and I'm going to believe God. You can do that any time. Did you hear me? See, sometimes we're like, well, okay, okay, I'm just going to be real with you. I mean, just, just be real with the situations that, that we face. You could be at home, you know, yesterday, Monday, before service today, you could be in your room, and pressure could be there, and you could be feeling bad about things, and I just don't know how I'm going to do it, whatever, okay, but I'm going to go to church tonight, I'm going to get there and walk in, 
and you could choose to put a smile on your face and walk in and decide, I'm going to praise God now and go into faith mode. And you feel better, and you're around people of faith, and they're all, we're all praising God, and then you hear a message, and you're hearing the Word of God, and for that time, you're, you're blocking out anything else. You just, you're looking at the Word of God. You see the Spirit of God's prompting you on the inside. You see clearly. You see how you can make it. You see how you could go over, and there is victory there. And you know you could walk out of here, get into your car, and a thought comes, yeah, that's fine, Dandy, but you know you're not going to make it, and start yielding to that and go right back down. But for that time, nobody made you, nobody made you yield to the right thing. You decided you were going to, and maybe it's part you're around people. You're going to decide, I'm going to, well, I ought to, ought to look to the right thing. I'm just, but you're blessed because of it. You know we can do that all the time. You know we don't have to stop yielding. You know we don't have to go, well, you know, whatever. I, now I'm just, this is reality. No, the Word of God is reality. God, the Spirit of God is reality. We can decide, no, I'm not doing that. I am choosing to yield to Him now. I'm choosing to yield to Him now. I'm not going to yield to the spirit of fear because I have not been given that. 2 Timothy 1.7, familiar verse, but look at it in this context. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. You can look at it in the face and say, I haven't been given that. I'm not going to yield to it. I've been given a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. No, no, no. I, I'm, I'm not yielding to that. I'm, that's going in the wrong direction. I will yield to victory because God's leading me there, and I'm yielding to Him. I'm, I'm going to just go right after Him. See, that's a choice. It's, it's not a feeling. Everybody say, it's not a feeling. Well, I just don't feel like that's true. If you go by what you feel, you're going to be defeated. If you're going to wait till what, well, okay, now I feel like the victory. I got the victory. Now I'm going to act like it. And then five minutes later, I don't feel like it anymore. So what? I'm going to yield to the wrong thing. You know you're going to be a yo-yo. You're going to be down most of the time until, ooh, I got a high. I'm going to blip. Oh, no, and back down. That's just the truth. But you can choose, I am going to yield to God because God is always, he, he's, he is leading us in a perpetual yes. victory parade. Yes. So we can decide, you know, I'm not sitting down, I'm getting back in the parade. <laughs> I'm just going to stay in the parade. I'm, I'm not sitting down. I'm marching on. God is marching, he, we're marching toward victory. So that's what I'm doing. Yeah. I'm staying on it. I, you know what, you know, people think of, uh, they think, no, 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 I, I can't help it. I can't help it. I just, I mean, it comes over me. and it, That's a feeling. Well, no, it's just the thoughts, they're there. Yeah, no, we have to, we, we choose what we yield to. We choose what we yield to. Hebrews 2.14 says, Inasmuch then as the children have partaken of flesh and blood, he himself likewise shared in the same that through death, he might destroy him who had the power of death, that is the devil. Verse 15, and release those who through the fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. Jesus has released us, uh, released us from the bondage that comes through fear. You know it's a bondage. People feel like they don't have a choice. They're, they're afraid, and I don't have a choice. I'm, I'm anxious. I don't have a choice. You don't understand. This is where I'm at. It's a choice. It might feel like there's no choice because we've yielded to it for so long that it feels automatic. But you know you can push back. 
You can choose to push back. You say, I just don't feel like I could. That, don't go by what you feel. Go by what the Word of God says and, and push back in the face of it. And say, no, I'm yielding to God right now. I'm yielding to Him. He'll help me. The greater one is inside of me. The greater one's going to help me go over. Now. Now. If it doesn't work now, when's it going to work? God, there's no time with God. So it works now. And then it works now. And right now, too. You know, seconds passing right now. It's always now. God, you, you, you can only make a determination of what you're actually going to do now. Now, you can decide in the future, this is what I'm going to do. But when you get there, you're going to have to decide now. Right? We have a choice. And we can yield to him. And we can yield to victory. We can choose not to. First, first John 4, 4 says, you are of God, little children, and have overcome them because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. You can say he who is in you is greater than whatever in the world. Doesn't matter. He's greater. He's greater. And so when we see something that it's rising up, no, no, you have no choice. No, no, this looks bad. This is going to end in defeat. God in us is greater than anything that we'll face. And so we can choose, no, I'm yielding to God. He's, he's leading me in victory. He's marching me to victory. So I'm not going to yield to this other thing. I'm going to yield to him and just stay hooked up with him toward victory, period. That's just where I'm going to go. I'm just going to keep going there. Because the greater one's on the inside of me. And we quote that verse, we need to believe it when we're up against it. No, he's greater. Amen. He's greater than this. He's got a way through, he's got a way over, and the victory is there, but I have to yield to it. If the victory is going, I say, I just don't know how, I'm sitting down. Do you see that? I'm not following, I'm, I'm deciding to yield to the wrong thing, which defeats me, but I can choose to get up and say, no, I'm going to yield to him. He's greater, I don't see how, but he's greater, he's got it, I'm going over. See, see love is of God. God is love, and the, and the Spirit of God is love. And perfect, let's read uh, 1 John 4.18. It says, there is no fear in love. So there's no fear in God. So there's no spirit of fear in God. So there's no spirit of fear in the Spirit of God that dwells in us. It says, perfect love casts out fear. See, if we'll just start yielding to Him, we'll yield to God, then it casts out any fear. We won't yield to it. We'll push back. We'll push back. Thank you, Lord. Let's look at uh, Mark 4, verse 35. We're just going to look at a couple examples. We can yield to the right thing. We can yield to the wrong thing. We can yield to victory or we can yield to fear. We can yield to the spirit of faith. We can yield to the spirit of fear. Mark 4, verse 35 says, On the same day when evening had come, he said to them, Let us cross over to the other side. Now when they had left the multitude, they took him along in the boat as he was. And other little boats were also with him. And a great windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat, so that it was already filling. But he was in the stern, asleep on the pillow. And they awoke him and said, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? Ever had that thought? Don't have to raise your hand. Everybody's had that thought. God, where are you? Don't you care? Well, if he's always leading us into victory, of course he cares. It's not really up to him. It's up to him, us to cooperate with him. Jesus is asleep on the pillow. means he's not very concerned about what's going on. 
Verse 39, then he arose and he rebuked the wind and said, peace be still. And the, wor- the wind ceased and there was great calm. But he said to them, why are you so fa- fearful? How is it you have no faith? So why are you so fearful? So you've been yielding to fear, but you're not yielding to the spirit of faith. You're not yielding to victory. You're yielding to, we're going down. We are going to drown here. And these guys are seasoned fishermen. So they know what's going on, but they're not, they're, they're, Jesus is asleep. He's not concerned, but they completely yield to fear and they don't yield to faith. And Jesus calls them on it and says, why don't you have any faith? Where is your faith? Why are you so fearful? In other words, they had a choice. It wasn't that, well, why? Look at, did you see the storm? Yeah, you saw the storm. He told it to stop. Jesus was asleep during the storm. See, we can't have the, 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 the mindset, well, I, I, of course, why wouldn't I be fearful? Jesus is saying, why were you so fearful? Why don't, where is your faith? Why is it you have no faith? Well, they had a choice. We have a choice. We need to flip, quit reverencing our circumstances so much and start reverencing God. Make light of our circumstance. Well, you don't know what I'm going through. We need to make, we need to say, well, God is bigger. Make that bigger. Make him bigger. So then when you know God and how big he is, whatever we're facing, it, it is diminished. If, we, if we're going to make a big deal about where we are, we're going to stay. It, it's going to cause us to yield to the wrong thing. Because if you're an inevitable defeat, then, yeah, if you were going to fail no matter what, for sure, that would cause you to be down, depressed, and uh, to yield to fear. But that's not true. It may look like it, but we have to say, wait a no, God is bigger, greater in the spirit of faith is, is what brings you through. The spirit of faith is saying, oh, no, no, we're going over anyway. I'm going to yield to that. Yield means I'm going to let that go through. That, see, God is always there. I mean, think about it. If we really believe the spirit of God lives on the inside of us. You know, we quote John, 1 John 4, greater is he who is in me than he is in the world. That means in any circumstance, he's there. The spirit of God is there. And if we really believe that, if we really believe he is who he said he is, the almighty is there. That blows away anything. It's like the Almighty's there. Oh, yeah, but this circumstance. Yeah, but the Almighty's there. So you can't really believe that and be afraid. You can have mental assent to it and kind of be religious-minded and be like, oh, yeah, greater is he, but look at the problem. You don't really believe what you said. You just, we don't. And we're choosing to yield to the wrong thing and stay, instead of saying, oh, but he's here. Well, I don't feel like he's here. Yeah, but he is. I yield to the fact that he is here and the Spirit of God's prompting me to yield to that, and I'm just going to let that dominate. Now, let's look at Numbers 13, verse 1. This is a great passage of Scripture, so applicable in so many ways. But let's look at this. This is the children of Israel, the Israelites, when they are potentially going to go into the promised land. The promised land is what was promised to them. God told them, it's yours. And so they have the, uh, the opportunity to go into it. And we see how they handle it, and it's very instructive. Go ahead and turn there. If you have your Bibles, turn to Numbers 13, verse 1, because we're going to read a lot from it. And Numbers, if you go back near the beginning of your Bible, 
Do, or excuse me, Numbers 13, verse 1, it says, And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Send men to spy out the land of Canaan, which I am giving to the children of Israel. From each tribe of their fathers you shall send a man, every one a leader among them. Notice it says, Go to spy out the land which I am giving. Which I am giving. I am giving. Does that sound like I am leading you in victory? I that you, I am causing you to win. I am giving. Now, do they have it? No. He said they're sending out spies to check it out, but from God's perspective, it's theirs. See, this is how God works. God calls those things, and Romans, we're not going to turn there, but Romans 4 says he calls those things that be not as though they were. God calls things before we see them. He told them, I've given you this land, but they don't have it. In the natural, they don't have it. But if they're listening to God, they have it. Now, they can choose to, live, to yield to two things, and that's what we're going to see. They can use, chill to believe, choose to believe God or not. Let's go down to verse 17, uh, Numbers 13, verse 17. Then Moses sent them to spy out the land of Canaan and said to them, Go up this way into the south and up to the mountains and see what the land is like, whether the people who dwell there in it are strong or weak, few or many. Whether the land they dwell in is good or bad, whether the cities they inhabit are like camps or strongholds, whether the land is rich or poor, and whether there are forests there or not, be of good courage and bring some of the fruit of the land. Now the time uh, was the season for the first ripe grapes. So he's saying bring some of the fruit back. Verse 26, skip down to verse 26. Now they departed and came back to Moses and Aaron. So this is... We skipped the part where they went in, looked around. Now they departed the land, and they're coming back to Moses. They came back to Moses and Aaron and all the congregation of the children of Israel in the wilderness of Paran at Kadesh, and they brought back word to them and to all the congregation and showed them the fruit of the land. Then they told them and said, We went to the land where you sent us. It truly flows, excuse me, truly flows with milk and honey, and this is its fruit. So showed them, this is the fruit. Nevertheless, the people who dwell in the land are strong. The cities are fortified and very large. Moreover, we saw the descendants of Anak there, the giants. The Malachites dwell in the land of the south. The Hittites, the Jebusites, and the Amorites dwell in the mountains. And the Canaanites dwell by the sea and along the banks of the Jordan. Then Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and take possession, for we are well able to overcome it. Now notice the, uh, the rest of the people, they came and said, Yes, it flows with milk and honey. Yes, it's awesome. But, but it's, the people in it are very strong. We saw the descendants of Anak there. The cities are fortified. There's these people in this area and these people in this area. And it's, it's, it's uh, inhabited by them. And they're, they're giving a, a report of defeat. So Caleb, verse 30, Caleb quieted the people down. And he said, let us go up at once and take possession for we are well able to overcome it. Now, right here, we're seeing a very good illustration of the Israelites. The Israelites in the Old Testament, they didn't have what we have. They did not have the greater one in them. The greater one, the Spirit of God, was only on the priest, the king, and the prophet, and he came upon them. He didn't dwell in them. We're not talking, these people were not born again. Jesus hadn't gone to the cross. So the Spirit of God was there. The Spirit of God is trying to prompt them. 
Caleb and Joshua are listening to the Spirit of God, but these other people are not. And you see very well these people have a choice. They can decide to listen to God or they can decide not to. They can choose to have the spirit of faith and yield to the spirit of faith. And the spirit of faith is going to say we can overcome. God said we can overcome. Let's go and do it. Or they can yield to the spirit of fear that says, yeah, it's great, but there's no way we can do it. And they have a choice. Nobody forced them to do this. And this is the exact same way it is in our life. We have a choice whether we're going to listen to God. See, it, it, the, the size of the giants is not what defeated them because eventually all this generation died out. Spoiler alert. They did not go into the promised land. They yielded to the wrong thing. And they, they, sat in the, they walked around the wilderness for decades. And then Joshua and Caleb, when all the rest of them had died out, went in with the next generation, and they defeated those giants. And so it was not the giants that kept them out. The giants were never the problem. They could have gone and taken the land right here. If they decided to listen to God, they're looking at the problem. They're saying there's no way. But the fact is the problem was never going to defeat them because years later, the, the Israelites went in and they took them. So they weren't the problem. And we find out later, actually, those giants were afraid. I mean, the, the people were afraid of the Israelites. So Satan is lying to them, saying there's no way you can take it, and they're going to crush you, and they're going to take you out. And in fact, the people were afraid of them, and they could have gone right in and taken the land, but they decided to listen to fear instead of faith. So you're going to watch this in slow motion just happen. You got the report, the negative report, you got the positive report. And unfortunately, they're going to side in with the, wrong, the, the, the negative report. So they had the report, and then verse 30, Caleb calms them down. Because you know what? Fear is contagious. Faith is contagious, but fear, people go nuts. That's why you have mobs. People don't even know why they're scared. Somebody else is scared. They see a bunch of people scared, so they get scared. What are we, what are we scared of? We'll, we'll find out later. Let's just run. Let's freak out now and ask questions later. That's what's going on. And so Caleb's like, calm down, chill out. In verse 30, he says, Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, let us go up at once and take possession for we are well able to overcome it. That's the spirit of faith right there. We are well able to overcome it. We are well able to overcome it. We are well able. That's the spirit of faith. No matter what it looks like, we're well able to overcome it. We're going to win. That's the spirit of faith right there. You can yield to that every moment of every day. These guys are facing giants. They chose to yield to the spirit of faith and not fear. Yes. Perpetual victory. You just stay there. No, we're well able. They, did. they said, what? We're well able to overcome it. Somebody gives you a bad report. We're well able to overcome it. Yield to the spirit of faith. You, you know, you might be tempted to go, oh, no. There's no way. And yield to the spirit, but no. Yield to, yield to the spirit of faith. No, we're going over. Yield to the, the greater one on the inside of you. Yield to the greater one. The greater one is never saying, oh, no, this is it. Greater one is saying, we'll, we'll take care of this. You just believe me. You trust me, we'll go over. That is the spirit of faith. Victory is a spirit of faith. It's a spirit. You've got to yield to it, though. The spirit can be saying, we're going over, we're going over. You're like, we're not going over. Well, you just did exactly what these people are doing. And we don't have to do that. So, so Caleb says, let us go up at once and take possession, for we are well able to overcome it. Verse 31, but the men who had gone up with him said, we are not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. 
That is not God. He is yielding to fear. He says we are not just contradicted it. Caleb said we are able. They said we are not able. We cannot do it. And they're stronger than we are. That was a lie because they beat them later. It's not true. But they got feisty about it. They're like, we can't do it. Verse 32, and they gave the children of Israel a bad report. Fear gives you a bad report. Fear is going to tell you there's no way, there's no way, there's no way, there's no way. They gave the children of Israel a bad report of the land which they had spied out, saying the land through which we have gone as spies is a land that devours its inhabitants. And all the people whom we saw there, saw in it, are men of great stature. There we saw the giants. The descendants of Anak came from the giants. So we saw the giants, and we were like grasshoppers in our own sight, and so we were in their sight. And they are just doubling down, saying, no, there's no way. They are yielding to the spirit of fear. They're all ganging up, and they're saying, we can't do it. We can't do it. We can't do it. God said it, but we can't. We can't. We can't. That's yielding to the spirit of fear. And that's what it looks like. Faith says, no, we can Fear says, no, we can't. Let's just read a, couple, a few more verses, and we'll wrap this up. In verse 1 of, of Numbers 14, So all the congregation lifted up their voices and cried, and people wept that night. So they are moaning and crying and saying, there's just no way we wanted to go, but we just can't do it. And they're crying, and they're down. And this is exactly what happens when we feel, when we're facing some situation, we're like, no, there's no way. God, I know what God said in his word, but for me, it's not going to happen. And we cry, and we're yielding to the wrong thing. We have a choice. And we're just yielding to the wrong thing. We're not yielding to God. We're not yielding to the spirit of faith. And then they start saying, the children of Israel complained against Moses and Aaron. Now they're mad at them. And the whole congregation said to them, if only we had died in the land of Egypt. Now they're just talking crazy. If only we had died. Now they're thinking where they were slaves and it was so bad that that was so much better. They're just yielding completely to fear. And they go on. And they yield to the wrong thing. Praise God. Not praise God because they did that. Praise God that we cannot do it. Amen. Why don't you go and stand your feet? I think that's good for tonight. Maybe we'll continue, but we have a choice. We have a choice. Everybody say, I have a choice. So I'm going to yield to the right thing. I'm going to yield to the spirit of faith. I will not yield to the spirit of fear. I will not yield to the spirit of fear. I have not been given a spirit of fear. I have a spirit of faith. I yield to the spirit of faith. I yield to the spirit of God. Always, always, in every situation, I yield to Him. Praise God. Let's raise our hands and just thank Him. Lord, we do just praise you and thank you.